0: On today's episode of Down the Wire, Dave is not in the office, or rather at his computer screen. He's on dad duty today, but I am joined by none other than Mr. Christopher Platt to help me out with our Week 13 recap into the NFL. Still doing quick hits, still doing hot takes, all this except with Chris Platt.
1: And congratulations to you for getting a uh, tremendous upgrade. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: I'll be like she's sunset on the beach. Take me on a pull up from Miami with the heat. I don't know about you, but I know about
1: me. Summertime in Florida catch me sliding on the key. Yeah. Oh, something's happening inside you of me. Do not adjust your listening devices, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings and salutations. It is I, Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt filling in for Dave, and quite frankly, Tom. Thanks for having me on, man. It's an honor, privilege, and pleasure to be here, and congratulations to you.
0: Yeah, this is way better to look at than Dave <laughs> doing this like over, back, and forth. So I am all down with trying to do something new in here and keep it, keep it nice and loose on Down the Wire now. But I guess Down the Wire doesn't really work as well because it's supposed to be our initials when we're on the show, mm. DTW. So nice. I don't know a synonym for wire that would have a C to start it off. Down the yeah, shoot uh, okay, yeah <laughs> I, I, I didn't want I didn't want to sink that low for you. I was trying to give you a compliment more. Uh, <laughs> how are things going with you chris how's How's life right now in Atlanta? I know we got a guy with the baby on the way pretty soon here, right? For the next <laughs> however long you can still say that. That's the last I heard from you. I
1: probably haven't seen you or talked to you in like a couple weeks or month, maybe something like that. Something like that, man. I know I think you came on three man Weed, but I mean, hell, that's probably been a month ago, man. Ever since COVID, everything just flies by, it all blends right, together. Yeah. It's still 2019 as far as I'm concerned, but we haven't even moved
0: on yet. Yeah. Since Kobe died, the days have just all been yeah. blurred. Like that's <laughs> pretty much how it's been. So yes. uh yeah, I'm I'm super happy you're on with me. Dave's actually doing some dad duties, hanging out with his kid today. Um, which you know what. 45 weeks straight, I guess you can do one thing nice for your child. That should be something all right to take a break from. He's going to the Bucks game, and uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited to get to work with you one-on-one today. I think uh, we've done a lot of cool stuff. You now take a commanding lead into that third-place position for most appearances on Down the Wire uh, hey. by a whole two episodes. So hey.
1: congratulations on that. Nice to be first in something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's one thing I'm learning, man. And I'm not even a father yet. And my life no longer—I'm no longer the star of my life anymore. I'm—I'm I'm ba- at best I'm a feature. I'm a feature player. It's just like in featuring Christopher Platt. It goes baby, then baby mama, and, and then the grandmothers, the aunties, right, right. The 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 guy in the colleges, the nurses, and yeah, featuring Christopher <laughs> Platt. You know. hey but sometimes sometimes the features make
0: the album you know what i'm saying that's that's sometimes that's how it works chris so don't don't sleep on yourself too much at least uh (laughs) these games this weekend were absolutely atrocious most of them at least there was a lot of blowouts and a lot of very uncompetitive ball games that maybe turned a little bit competitive later on but Still enjoyed a great week of just sitting back, relaxing, watching football. Anything else you get to this weekend other than football before we
1: hop into it? Chris, got anything you want to mention, shout out from the weekend? Not really, man. It was I, I can't say it was low key. I did some Christmas shopping, which that—that that, uh, COVID affects that too, man. I'm so institutionalized and used to like being in my house and not being in crowded spaces with a ton of people. So now when I go out in public, literally everything and everybody pisses me off.
0: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: (laughs) Everything. Like, why are you walking so close to me? Or, you know, I'm tall, so I got long legs, so I like to get to where I'm going, and you see motherfuckers just meandering about and walking all slow and (laughs) shit. I almost stepped on, like, five kids on Saturday. It was a mess. I, I think that is definitely a
0: great point to bring up how COVID has really just taken my patience for some people and has brought it all the way down. And as someone who I really think that before this, like, handled people great, always worked in customer service and whatnot beforehand i'm done i'm done with the stupidity and just all these people who are so self-centered with it it's just annoying and maybe that's me being self-centered as well but fuck it i can it's my life <laughs> hey, so it's you.
1: Fuck it. you you. can't be self-centered to you you don't know about I mean? right. yourself that yeah. is the greatest love of all. Shout out to Wendy Houston. But this was actually a pretty good sports weekend, Tom. I watched a little UFC. I saw some boxing. There were some excellent college basketball games on, uh, some NBA games. And oh, oh, I I think I like this NFL week a little bit more than you did. There were some intriguing matchups. I think Buffalo and Kansas or Buffalo and Tampa delivered Cincinnati and um uh San Fran. That got close at the end, kind of what you're talking about my Browns, which I, I don't want to talk about at all. I, I don't understand how I could be so pissed off by a win, but I am.
0: I I think we'll get into it then. All right. We always start with Thursday nights here. Thursday night football was our Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. And you mentioned earlier, just right there, Chris, unfortunately, or maybe recently, Good news, he is a Browns fan. So you Steelers, someone you know very much and very well over the years. Um, this was an exciting one, Vikings and Steelers, and it didn't look like it in the beginning. Uh, Dalvin Cook was on another level. He was just taking over the game. After coming off of that short injury, too, where it looked like his shoulder had just fallen off and completely separated from him, going for almost 200 yards, over 200 yards on Pittsburgh, this was a game Minnesota should have been running away with and they got close at the end there too. And I can't believe Ben Roethlisberger almost had a comeback win in 2021 in the NFL. Cause there are not many quarterbacks I would pick after Ben Roethlisberger to try to lead like game winning drives right now. But what, what were your reactions? What do you, as, as someone who we both had our divisional rivals in this game, what, what are your some of your takeaways from this one on how Pittsburgh is playing or how Minnesota is playing? Just overall, like, a pretty good Thursday night football game, I think.
1: Very good Thursday night football game. And, Tom, on the lowest of keys, the Minnesota Vikings might be the most entertaining team in the entire NFL. Like, it's always going to be some shit going on, and it's going to be entertaining and captivating television. I didn't say they were good. I just said they were good to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and this one didn't didn't disappoint either. I, I didn't think that Pittsburgh was going to win this in either, anyway, man. They're coming off that Ravens game. And you know those Ravens games are always super, super physical. So then to turn right back around three days later, have to go on the road to a Minnesota team that isn't terrible. They're not great. But they're not terrible. They're not even good. But they're not terrible. They're frisky. You know, Kirk Cousins can throw the ball around a little bit. Dalvin Cook was running wild like Hokkamania on Thursday. And yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to win this game anyway. I I do like to watch Minnesota play a lot. Kirk Cousins is having one of
0: his best seasons so far as of late. Minnesota actually, if they haven't, if they would if they wouldn't have given up a point this season in between the two-minute warning of both halves, they would be 12-0 right now. So that's just says something right now, this team, they do sneak away with a win, but they are a lot better than people give them credit for. I think they're very talented. I think that Mike Zimmer is going to need to get out of there for a change of scenery. But I think that it is one of the most highly wanted and uh, anticipated jobs. I think for the top candidates, I really, I really do believe that, especially if you do consider that Aaron is going to leave green Bay then you're going to have the Bears who are stuck in a rebuild, it looks right now, and the Lions, whatever the fuck they're doing. I, <laughs> that that job's going to be very high, very high bar, and a lot of people are going to want to go for it. I think they're going to get one of the top guys, the enemy, more after this season. I'm really impressed with how Minnesota plays their football this year still, even though their record does not show it at all. Um, we'll move on then to some Sunday night games um or sunday day games chris i usually let dave kind of choose the first game that he wants to talk about um do you have a game that you want to go to first do you want to start with your fandom do you want to go somewhere else around the league you want to go to a blowout what i'll let you pick the first game we dive into today
1: (laughs) i'll get the browns out the way man because i don't want to spend too much time talking about these guys i'm so disgusted like i said earlier i don't know how i could be any more disgusted after a win and not only a win, but you beat the division leader on Sunday. But it was just all bad, man. It was ugly as work shoes on a Tuesday. You had a 23-3 to lead. You knock out – not only do they not have their best offensive player in Lamar Jackson, but they also don't have their best defensive player either. And somehow, someway, with the backup out there running for his life, looking like fucking 93 Randall Cunningham out of nowhere, it becomes a game. Hey, How? Tyler – Tyler Huntley has
0: impressed in his two appearances. I think this year, and yeah, he's not bad. He's not I, bad in in terms of backups, as far as backups go. Well, and looking around the league, you know, there's. Do you not think he can be a top thirty-two quarterback in the league today? I, if if he wanted to next year, there's going to be plenty of teams going out looking for other options. And I don't think Baltimore is in any rush to get Lamar Jackson to not be their guy and uh, for them. So Tyler Huntley, I think he's played pretty well for two games. He's definitely guaranteed himself a backup job for the next five years from his performances already now. But to come out here and make it a game when Lamar Jackson was abysmal in their performance against them, you got to be pretty impressed with him. Or do you just happen to think the
1: Browns are that poor for it? Do you give more credit to Tyler Huntley or more credit to the Browns? It's the Browns, man. The Brown, at the end of the day, man. Browns going brown. Shout out to Hundley. I think he has earned himself a opportunity to at least compete for a starting position somewhere in the league. If I'm Baltimore, I lock him up, and make him just my permanent backup. He's just the guy, kind of like how Charlie Batch used to be in Pittsburgh.
2: I yeah. make him my guy,
1: because I mean right. Lamar is or Matt to Flynn. Win. Or Matt Flynn, because the way he plays, man, it's not outside the realm of possibility that he's going to deal with the occasional injury or two. So it'd be nice to have somebody that can come in there, execute the offense and put you in a position to at least win. They might not necessarily win the game for you, but they're not going to lose it for you. But I mean, he damn near won this one, though. But yeah, so but this is this is more about the Browns, man. This is I, I number one. The Ravens and the Steelers, they've given you the blueprint on what to do against the Browns. You just put eight, nine guys in the box and say, all right, Stefanski, make Baker be to beat us. And for whatever reason, if, if you don't think he's the guy or if you don't think that he can make the plays that need to be played be be made, why the hell is he out there? I've never been a Baker guy. i kind of been lukewarm with him. I give him more of a benefit of the doubt this year because of all the injuries. I think that has obviously hampered his play you can't tell me that a whole case Keenum is that much worse than a half of Baker Mayfield that it just doesn't make any sense to me, but we're here now there's four games left. Baker's going to play as long as he's able to play. It, it was, it was ugly. And then to get get the, to give up an onside kick Thomas, I, they changed the rules about what three, four years. So like the, the, uh, the, the uh, defensive team can't get a running start to go at the ball. I don't think I've seen somebody complete a successful onside kick unless it was one of those surprise, you didn't see it coming. But when you know it's coming, you know what they about to do it, and they still get the ball. I haven't seen that done in the NFL since they changed the rules. Only Cleveland, baby. Only Cleveland. Well, Green Bay
0: fucked it last night, too, as well, if you watch that one later on. Because special teams liabilities get me started on that. That get me started on that, and we'll talk for a whole another two hours on that one. Uh, your Browns do sneak away with a win, though. Uh, got to give him something for that. It was a big one for the divisional standings. The AFC is just a brawl right now. You got all these different, you got, I think the four and the 13 seed all separated by like a game and a half between those, uh, eight, nine seeds. It's going to be really exciting getting down to the wire
1: here. Uh, come playoff hey. time. <laughs> yeah. Look at that name drop on there. <laughs> I, that, I, I pop for that for real. I love it. Like when they do it, when they say the movie title in the movie or the show title on the show. I, I oh legit, yeah. Yeah. You got yeah, You, you got yeah, yeah, to acknowledge. Yeah. You got to acknowledge
0: it. <laughs> Browns take it 24, 22 over the Ravens. All right.
1: But we'll move just, on. Oh, sorry. Just, go ahead. No, just real quick, man. And this last thing I'm saying about Cleveland, man, as abysmal as they played, there's still a game out of first place. And, they have a very winnable schedule left. They go, they play Pittsburgh. Uh, they've got the Raiders this Saturday. Cincinnati is on the docket. The only game that I say there's no way in hell is Christmas at Green Bay. But it's not inconceivable that they could mess around and win three out of the last four games and win that division. We don't know what's going on with Lamar. Cincinnati's a little schizophrenic. Ben and them. So right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is definitely the most intriguing division,
0: I think, coming down to it right now. We, we were really excited about the West divisions for a little bit, but now this AFC North has definitely taken a toll and spun around complete 180. I, I don't know if I can trust the Ravens. They seem like the good team that's a fraud team this year. That's kind of how there's usually that one team every year. They're like, they're not that good They're They have a good record. They had a good schedule that kind of helped them out, but they're not that good. It was Pittsburgh last year green bay two years ago this kind of feels like the same vibe with this ravens team this year i would say
1: that's a good point man i actually think that the ravens they remind me a lot of that pittsburgh team last year that started out what was it 10 11 and 0 they seemed to kind of peak a little early and then it was downhill from there i could see that with the ravens i believe in hardball but eventually all those injuries they've got to catch up to you at some point in time it's been, a, it's been a very
0: injury-riddled season for a lot of people out there. We'll move on to um, – let's move on to a different game. We'll go over with – how about Chiefs and Raiders? We'll get a blowout out of the way. And the only reason I want to really bring this one up is a few weeks ago, I had told Dave on the podcast that the Chiefs are back. The Chiefs are 100% back. People got to stop. The AFC is wide open for anyone to win. And the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl the last two years. This is exactly what they do. They play high powered offense, keep their foot on your throat. And that's exactly what they did to the Raiders. Just an embarrassing performance out of them. And I feel really bad for how Vegas has had to go through this season with all the drama they've had off the field with their coach and their players. Like this season was screwed from that point for them. But now with the Chiefs, Dominating 48 to 9. Are the Chiefs atop of your AFC? I think now I want to ask Platt.
1: It's funny that you bring that up because I said something very similar a few weeks ago on our show, Three Man Weave, which you can check out Thursdays on Chair Radio Network. Yeah, the Chiefs they're rounded into the shape right now, they really are. And I think Andy Reid knew what he was doing this entire time. I don't think they paid any attention to the pundits and everybody saying, Oh, the Chiefs are dead. He knew coming into the season he had a a revamped offensive line, like that totally revamped offensive line, and it was going to take a second for them to get some rhythm, get their sea legs under them. And I think that that was the plan. They were trying to peak around this time, which obviously this is when you want to peak. Defense has been playing really well. I still have some questions about their skill positions outside of Kelsey, who really hasn't played that well this year, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but in a playoff scenario, I'm terrified of Patrick Mahomes. We've seen this guy do way too much. You know I mean he's he's almost the Michael Jordan of football, the way he can sometimes pull plays out of his ass. Like I, I I would be terrified of playing that team, especially considering the pedigree that they have. They've been here for the past three seasons. I, I wouldn't want any parts of them going into the postseason at all.
0: And this was a game kind of bounce back for Patrick Mahomes. You know, he finishes uh, 20 of 24, 258, two touchdowns. We've not seen a stat line from him like that in recent years, or in recent weeks, rather. I don't know why recent years he's been the best fucking player we've ever seen. But I, I'm really excited for these Chiefs. I, I like to root for them because they're just better than you. I mean, that's what they try to do. They know they have Tyreek Hill, who is, the fastest guy in the league, probably hands down, if you would ask anyone else. Travis Kelsey, one of the top tight ends. And now, with the way this defense is playing, has been incredible. It's been incredible what Chris Jones has done since they tried his experiment on the edge and they were just like, no, put him back inside. And he is just a force. And they were getting to Derek Carr hard yesterday. I, I i'm so sad for these Raiders because they, they have they had such a really good start to the season. Weren't they five and two? Didn't that, I didn't think that sound so, right? yeah. Now yeah. they're sitting at six and seven since all that bullshit has come through their culture. I'm I'm really down on them. And Derek Carr, you know, we had Ray on three men weave telling me Derek Carr was gonna win MVP, but <laughs> that shit that, that's That doesn't look good for him anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give him some shit next time I come on three man weave for that one. But chiefs just dominated this one. I think that you got to be nervous for them in the playoffs. They got very winnable games coming up here uh, against the chargers, Steelers, Bengals and Broncos. They, they could just go out here and completely prove us all wrong that we were doubting the Chiefs on the beginning of the year. Since their cold stretch, they're rattling off, what, one, two, three, four, five, six straight now? Had to look at that. Let's cut a hay math. Sorry. 48-9 <laughs> to nine in favor of it. You got anything else from this game?
1: No, this has just one of, been one of those seasons with very few exceptions where teams, it, it's been a grind. It really has been a grind, and it seems like damn near every team, with the exception of maybe the Cardinals, has kind of had that lull somewhere in the season where everybody's, you know, chicken little, the sky's falling, blah, zay, blah. The Chiefs seem to have gotten theirs out the way early and have quietly racked up, what, five consecutive wins? So I wouldn't want to see those Mellon Farmers in the playoffs, and I don't think anybody else does either.
0: 48-9 to in favor of the Chiefs. Let's move on here. Um, We'll talk about another good game from the week. We'll do it. We'll go to Dallas and Washington football team. How about that one? That was the noon game. It was the one they were hyping up all week. Mike McCarthy guaranteeing a victory and it looked pretty easy from the beginning. They were on their ass and it was 20 to nothing, I think going into it. And then the Cowboys just started to fall apart. They started to lull a little bit. Taylor Heineke, I Cannot say this enough. I think he has to be the most hated player to play against because you know he's bad. He's not good. He, he he is not good. But he will make one ridiculous play after another, after another, after another, and it just demoralizes you as a team. I can totally see it just chucking it up there for – I think it was Lucas Sims or something on that one where they called it out-of-bounds, but then they originally called it inbounds afterwards. He He just makes stupid plays work somehow – he ends up getting benched, I think, for Kyle Allen. And then they end up blowing it like that. I, I really I really was like, this was a game that no reason that Washington football team had any chance of being in, but a couple of quick plays that turn it around for him, make the score look a little bit nicer. Where do you put Dallas, I think, in this now? Is Dallas a legit contender? Do you like watching them play? They're definitely exciting. Micah Parsons is just tearing up the NFL in his first year. I, I personally think that Dallas should be probably more feared right now than the Rams. Oh,
1: well, you coming I, in I, early with the hot I, take. I,
0: I, I, I think that's what I'm going to go with. I, I really like how their offense has just been for the last 30 years. Let's get a big-ass O-lineman and throw a Girl Scout running back, whoever they want back there, <laughs> and he'll run for 1,000 yards. It doesn't matter. They're undefeated when they run for over 100 yards in a game. They know how to win the football games. They do. They understand it. And they got a high-powered playmaking defense now. What, what more do you want out of your team if you have a formula on offense and a playmaking defense?
1: You know, I don't really know what to think of this Dallas team. I was really high on them at the beginning of the season. I thought they might have messed around and, and were going to get home field in the NFC. And then they messed around and lost some games that they had no business losing. On paper, they should be one of the better teams in the league. I just don't know about it, man. It kind of reminds me of that that one girl that you always keep around. She's attractive. On paper, she's wifey material, but she's a little crazy. She's a little inconsistent. And you, you but you can't let go because the head is good. But and, and that's <laughs> Dallas. Now, when I say the head is good, I mean, look at their skill positions, man. You know, and Dak has been – I mean, he had a. he's having a pretty good season. He's kind of fallen off recently. Micah Parsons is running the hell out the ball. That offense is extremely sexy and can put points up against anybody. The defense is, has been improved, or maybe it's just rigs. Maybe that's the only thing that's improved on that defense. I don't know. But for some reason – and I just can't put my finger on it, man. I I can't put my trust in Dallas.
0: Well, as someone who – was under the tenure of Mike McCarthy's coaching for the, so that's
1: long. It. I, yeah, I forgot about that. That's it, too. That doesn't help either. That's he, like a...
0: He is just the worst at managing the clock. If you watch them play, it's like their timeouts are going to be gone by the end of the third quarter. Doesn't matter. He's going to use them all. He seemingly just does not have a plan. He's like, I just like this play right now, Like just off of vibes. He's a big gut guy. You can tell. Mike yeah, McCarthy that is fuck yeah. <laughs> he's just trying. He's just thinking with it. His brain has actually moved down to his stomach right next to it and that's how he thinks. It it sometimes works out really nice. I'm not going to lie Mike McCarthy got us to the Super Bowl, had a lot of great years, but he overstayed his welcome w- much too long in Green Bay, much too long. I like what he's doing in Dallas right now. He's got a lot of good players out there. He the weapons galore all over the team but you can tell that he has held them back in some situations like you said losing very winnable games even making this one close like there was no business this was a dominant game by the cowboys the score is going to make it look a lot nicer i still think that the way they have this young defense that is really fast and full of weapons like you said with Trayvon Diggs, like a Parsons.
1: I called him Riggs, my bad. Oh,
0: we we all know who you were talking about. We all knew. He uh, didn't get an interception, unfortunately, but he usually does every other game. I get it. I really like this Dallas team. I think they're going to win a playoff game. I I think
1: that's for sure. And they could shock Yeah, because they'll probably be playing uh, Minnesota- or Atlanta or Washington again. So like yeah, the,
0: they'll be they'll be like the third or the fourth or fifth seed, right? Or fourth seed? What I, I gotta look at the playoff picture, I guess. Yeah, now.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe fourth.
0: Because right now we have uh, Arizona's the one seed overall. I think Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, fourth would be Dallas right now. I'm just saying it all off the head because it hasn't loaded yet. Okay, sweet. All right. Uh, the Rams would be the five seats. So it would be Dallas and L.A. right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then six is Niners, and football team's still in it. So I, in, in Dallas, who
1: are you taking, the Rams or the Cowboys? Ugh, I hate that you asked me that. I got to see tonight. I, 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 I got to see what happens tonight. That's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah. That
0: Monday night should be really exciting tonight. Really exciting. does carry a lot with it as well. Um, that was Cowboys 27 WFT moving on uh, to the next game. Where should we go next? How about, how about, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about Justin Herbert and how this guy as well, who was playing outstanding to start the season and everyone was in love with them. There was even guys talking about him over Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather have him as my young talent right now on here. And then he had a real big lull in the middle of the season. He looked really soft out of it. The whole Chargers team did. They took a step back. But now, after rattling off a few wins in a row now, they're second in the AFC West, have moved into the playoff picture. And a big game from Justin Herbert, who where he just showed his arm off the entire time. Meanwhile, I get it. He was playing the Giants, who are dumpster fire of an organization as well. But I think there's a lot of good you can see in the Chargers here, too. They're definitely that team on the up in the AFC along with the Chiefs, I think. I, I really like how they're working things through right now, too. Um, do you, Austin Eckler's having a little bit of a performance boost as well after I started talking my shit about him. He's I always I always have a guy that I challenge kind of in each seasons, you know, for the, for baseball this year, actually, I want to take full credit for Corbin Burns, Cy Young performance. (laughs) I told, I said, when the season started, I'm challenging you, Corbin Burns. Like this is your year because everyone was talking about him. He needs to do it. And he did. He proved me right. Austin Eckler. That was the guy I did for football and he sucked the first few weeks, but now he's kind of on the way back. So you got to give him some credit there. What do you like about the Chargers um, this season so far, Platt? Do you think they're something that they can be legitimately contenders in the
1: AFC as well? Contenders, no. You got to be able to stop the run in the postseason. That's a recipe for disaster if you can't do that. So contenders, no. They're a very fun team to watch. I love Herbert. I would love him even better in the orange and brown, but that's neither here nor there. I just had to pull up their schedule because I wanted to see what they had going on. It's not looking horrible, so they got Kansas City next week, or on Thursday, rather. It's a Thursday night game. You know, those are toss-ups. Texans, that should be a win. Broncos, the Broncos are frisky. It's a division game. They should win that. I I could see them pulling off 9, 10 wins and and making the postseason, just looking at this schedule right now. Then they end uh, at Las Vegas. So yeah, I could see them making the playoffs, man. Nine or ten wins should get you in in the AFC, but I, I don't really believe in them until they can prove. Not only do they can they not stop the run, but they have this weird thing being able just goofy shit just happens to them down the stretches of these games. They miss an extra point, or you know Herbert throws a duck, or or a duck comes onto the field and causes a fumble. Like it's always some goofy shit that happens with this team. Even last week versus Cincinnati, they had that game in the bag. Cincinnati made a couple plays, if not for, uh, what, Burrell's interception. That's probably a lot closer game than it had any business being, so... I don't know what to make of these guys either. I don't know what to make of half these teams, Tom. This is just a weird ass season, man. it It has definitely been a very roller
0: coaster ass season, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, especially in the AFC where it seems like anyone can beat anyone on any given week. Uh, the The names that Justin Herbert is thro- throwing touchdowns to Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, and uh, Jared Cook, who's like four hundred years old. But you got to understand, he's doing this with very ragtag group of guys, I think, too. Justin Herbert, I thought this Chargers team was more complete coming into this season as well. The defense, I thought, was a lot better. You know, they had Bosa coming back. But it like you said, they've definitely showed struggles. They can't stop the run to save their life. I like watching the Chargers play. And you you say the Vikings are the most exciting team to watch. Justin Herbert's got to make it up there. That throw he made where he was getting taken down and whipped it like 60 yards down the field, like on the money. He, he's an insane talent to watch, but he's young. We, we get that. He's going to make his mistakes. I don't think he's ready to lead the team either. I'm really excited for their future, but I think what you're we're, – we're, we got to pump the brakes a little bit on the Chargers. I, I, I can do that. How about you picking up another game? You got any other games you want to
1: get into next on here, Chris? Yeah. Can we go, uh, we're going, can we do four o'clock, man? I want to talk a little bit about that Buffalo Tampa Bay game, which that was, it it had, it started out as a blowout watching the games as a Browns fan. I'm thinking, okay, I need Cincinnati to lose and I need Buffalo to lose. And at about a, We'll say about uh, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. It was looking pretty good as far as that went. And then those games both kind of tightened up, and so did my sphincter. But obviously, the eventually, the teams that were supposed to win won. But this Buffalo team, you talked about Baltimore being your good-bad team. That's how I look at the Bills. I, I don't think they've beaten anybody with a winning record this season. They beat up on the Dolphins a few times. I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan. I, I recognize the talent. I don't think there's that far of a gap between a Josh Allen and a Baker Mayfield. But the fact that they can no longer run the ball, that's tough. And I got to give Josh his props, man. He balled out yesterday in that comeback. That might be the best game I've ever seen him play. And nobody will remember because they lost. He played excellent yesterday. And he's really their own, he was really their only threat. So they're probably going to end up having to play. Their best chance of winning is playing that 2015 Carolina Panthers-style game where Cam's got to rush the ball about 10, 15 times. He's got to throw it another 20, 25, and just let him do everything because, yeah. But I I don't know. I just don't believe in them. Great comeback win, or excuse me, great comeback, but I I don't believe them against a good team. It's just I got to see him do it first.
0: I think that's very interesting. You brought that up, actually, Platt. I, I almost forgot about the Bills when I made that comment. I think the Bills are a better representative of that fraud team this year. Uh, that y- they haven't beat anyone good. They have one. They have one win over a team with a five hundred record right now or above, and they they can't do anything after Josh Allen. Josh Allen's just so massive that it's. So much fun to watch him run because he looks like he's just trudging along while he does it, but he is not supposed to be a hundred yard rusher. He's not supposed to be the guy getting the ball like that. He's got a cannon of an arm. He should be throwing it down there. They they have, they've used a lot of draft capital on running backs over the last few years. Uh, Zach Moss, I know was a big one. And Devin Singletary as well. Josh Allen is Miles ahead of Baker Mayfield though I do think you gotta I think you gotta slow down there a little bit you're a little optimistic on the Browns fan no
1: no no physically he's much better than Baker Mayfield and I would take him over Baker Mayfield because of his physical attributes but what I mean by that is if everything is going well if you've got receivers this happened last year if you got receivers if they're able to run the ball and you don't put him in a position to fuck shit up similar to Baker you can have success. I just don't know if they're that guy that is going to win the game, but you can put them in a position not to lose the game, depending on what you have around them. You know what I mean? That's what I meant by that. I I get it. I get it. He's a, he's a much more physically gifted guy, but
0: he needs a lot around him to help him out. You you don't believe him as that playmaker kind of quarterback. He can't get stuff done on his own.
1: No, he, he needs help. He's not. I wouldn't put him in that upper tier, that upper echelon, that Mahomes, that Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Um, Russell Wilson, I I wouldn't put him in that class of guy. Not saying you can't win with Josh Allen, but something's going wrong there this season. All right, that's a fair point. I can get behind on that. Let's talk about the other side then with Tampa Bay.
0: And the first question I did have for you is, if you need anyone, anyone, you can pick any player to get one yard in this league, are you not picking Tom Brady first overall? I mean, he has to be the number one guy. When have you ever seen a sneak of Tom Brady, not work. He was running all over the place yesterday. He had like what five rushing attempts or something in the first half. And he was at Bruce Arians was like, he's going to knock that shit off. Ends up (laughs) running the ball seven, the times from scrambles all over the place. Tom Brady an infusion of youth in this game. He's 45 years old plat and he's about to win the MVP. I mean, he's guaranteed almost to do it. This Tampa Bay team is stacked. I think we got to worry about them in the playoff times when it comes to those as well, too. Right. They they have to be, in my opinion, they're still the Super Bowl favorite just because they've been there before. And I'm done betting against Tom Brady.
1: I'm with you, Tom. I'm done betting against Tom Brady, too, because I bet against his ass last year. And the on, on the lowest of keys, man, quiet is kept. Brady didn't necessarily play well last year. That team is absolutely loaded on offense and defense, and that team kind of carried him. And then, of course, the Tom Brady factor. You know what I mean? Just just his presence in the building. That accounts for something. He's actually playing well this year. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was cooked two years ago, and now he's having a resurgence. And like you say, uh, yeah, MVP, more so because all the other guys kind of fell off. But still, well, well, Derek Henry got
0: hurt. He probably yeah, was up yeah, there. Jonathan yeah. Taylor's on the Colts. They're not going to give them hit.
1: No. Aaron yeah, Rodgers John-
0: is pissing everyone off. So they don't yeah. want to give it to him. Kyler Murray got hurt. It's going to be Tom yeah. Brady. It's going to be Tom Brady. I think that's how it's going to play out. And this is another game where they have scored over 30 points, which they are undefeated with Tom Brady. If they score over 30 points, which it feels like they do pretty much every game. They they have such a high-powered offense, led by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who it should be unfair to have those guys on the same team, honest, honestly. And you remember when Jacksonville just gave up Leonard Fournette for nothing? They just totally let him leave. He was like 25 years old, and they just didn't want him on the team anymore. what What the fuck was the point of that?
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash try.
0: Why did they do that? They just let Tampa Bay get him for free. I, I I still don't understand that. He's been back all the way since he's been playing with Tom Brady. At least I'm, I am terrified of Tampa Bay still. It's the only team that scares me. It's the only team against green Bay. I will go toe to toe with anyone. Bring it on. Tampa Bay scares me, especially well, if we're not playing in Lambeau.
1: Well, you played in Lambeau last year. You probably don't, still have PTSD yeah, right, right yeah, now. Yeah, it was it's right. Kevin King,
0: and <laughs> Kevin King's still on the damn team. I don't understand that either. But we got Stokes now. Stokes now's
1: legit. Stokes but, legit. But this is the thing about Tampa and specifically Tom Brady. What makes him so dangerous? You got to beat him, you have to cut the head off the snake. In other words, he's not going to beat himself. He's not going to make those mistakes. They're not going to have a bunch of sloppy penalties. He's not going to throw a bunch of interceptions or a bunch of turnovers. He, you know, you, you have to beat him. And not only do you have to beat him, but you also got to score 30 points at least to even have an opportunity, which plays into their defense because though that front four would love nothing more than to pin their ears back and come kill your quarterback, you know, because I mean? you dropping back passing the ball 50 times a game. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be a tough out. The, we you just better hope that maybe he goes someplace and it's cold and his sciatica and arthritis starts acting up and
0: the arthritis. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to gonna have to get this guy. You think that Tom Brady he looks younger now? And so my but my buddy said that he needs to open his own brand of Cialis with just like <laughs> of, of like him just in his own cup, get a pill made out of that, and then just start selling it to everyone and just you could be like Tom Brady where he's Probably infusing himself with like baby blood every week or something. To oh keep yeah. Him young. Oh,
1: oh oh yeah. There's definitely some uh some some babies somewhere in his basement right now that he's yeah, on the matrix shit. They just yeah. He and he's he's and- kissing them on the lips and stuff too. You yeah. Know, that's his. Oh, thing. He, yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think we can all come to an agreement that Giselle must be like the most annoying woman in the world because why are you still doing this at forty four years old, Tom? You got all the money in the world, and your wife got more than you, and yet you still want to come out here and get hit in the head for a living. And take a pay, take a pay cut And take a pay cut. The math ain't he, math in, Tom. The math ain't he, math in, man. Well, the, ma- the math is
0: seven is greater than six, and that's how many Super Bowls he has, and that's the next closest team that has more than six. So that's just – I'm done talking about Tom Brady. He's going to win the MVP. He's going to be great. Let's move on to a game that was a little bit of a blowout, but it was pretty big news for the week. Um, We heard a couple days ago that in Denver, Demarius Thomas tragically passing away in his home. Um, There's still reports coming out about it, but apparently it's like a medical issue. So it was like super tragic and sudden death. Broncos went out there. They honored him at halftime. They... Um, they had patches all over the field and they were a team of destiny going up against the lions. I get it, but 38 to 10, very nice performance from Teddy Bridgewater and Javante Williams. Um, Chris, I mean, tell me about it. Demarius Thomas was, he was a legend. I mean, back in the day, he was, he was part of the Tebow mania. He scored that touchdown, obviously, and he was a big part did he? He won a Super Bowl with Denver. Yeah, didn't he? He, he was on yeah, that team. He, he was on yeah. that Peyton
1: team. Yeah,
0: and obviously the season before, when Peyton Manning was setting all those records, he was having great years too. So that was a huge, mind blowing, like, whoa, like that one hit you hard. Thirty three years old, way too young, just super tragic stuff in Denver. But very cool to get a win out of
1: it and honor him this week. Yeah. Same, same, man. You you said it better than I could ever say, man. It was just one of those things like, whoa. You know, my first thought was Demarius Thomas, Demarius Thomas. Like, I just couldn't believe it. And my heart goes out and, you know, um, obviously um, our heart thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his loved ones and his teammates and stuff like that because it is very tragic. And we hope that he rests in peace. Good win. very emotional time, obviously. Broncos, another team that aren't horrible. I, I didn't know what to think of the defense when they got rid of Mon- Von Miller. It seems like they've been playing better the past couple of weeks. Bridgewater is a very serviceable quarterback. They're a team that plays better with a lead, though. Like, if they get down early, like, Teddy Two Gloves isn't going to be the guy that's going to throw you back into the game. But he can maintain the game if you're you you know if you're able to get a lead. But, um, yeah, good for them. And they're not out of this either. Like, it's c- so crazy. I'm thinking... Okay, we can check off the Raiders. We can check off the Broncos. We can check off this team. That's it. You can't check anybody off in the AFC other than hell. And now Miami's coming out of nowhere. The only team you can check off is uh, uh booty finger Herb and them, and and the Texans. That's it. <laughs> or finger, finger and the booty herb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, I got. I was I was like, who's Herb? And I was like, oh, okay, Herb. Got it. Got yeah, it. Herb, yeah. yeah, Herb. That Herb. Herb. Meyer. Yeah. I I'm really surprised with this Broncos team. They started off three and zero. I kind of was calling them out on it. I didn't think they were that good. Once the injuries started happening, I sympathized with them. Like they didn't really get the opportunity to prove themselves. I thought, and I thought much of the season was going to be pretty much thrown away after they were one of the most injury riddled teams to start the season. And they have fought. They have fought their way back, led by their defense, and that has only gotten better, like you said, since they lost Von Miller. And I love Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge quarterback. I think he's one of the best bridge quarterbacks you could have in the NFL to get you through a season, get you through game by game. We need you out there. He's not a playmaker like that. He doesn't really carry you to win games. But he does get the job done, and he gets it done very often. A guy just tries to make very few mistakes. I could really see Mike Zimmer kind of making his way to Denver after this season to kind of maybe pair up with Teddy again. Not that Fangio's on the out, but he's going to need a coordinator job anyway, Mike Zimmer. I'm really impressed with Denver right now. The Lions, it was so – it was – Mayhem on the pod last week after they got their first win.
1: Me <laughs> and congrats to them. And that's yeah, the it stops. You know, it was
0: it. it was all we had. That's all we could do. Dan Campbell is one of the most fun coaches to watch week in and week out, but you just know he's terrible at his job. And I'm really imp- I'm really I'm really excited for the Broncos. They can maybe even squeak one out. Looking at the playoff picture, they gotta be in the hunt, right? And they're just on the out there, the ten seed. I, I think that. If, if the, I'll ask you this, if the Broncos are to make it in, are the, who, who's the team that comes out from the wild card? Is it the Chargers, the Colts, or the Bills?
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, gun to my head, I would probably say the Chargers. Really? Out of, out of those two, uh, those three, rather. Yeah, I would say the Chargers.
0: Okay. Because they play,
1: well, because they play Denver down the stretch here as well, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, yeah no. the division, the division yeah, definitely plays yeah. a role into it, too. Bills being on that, like, super big losing streak would be, that's where my brain goes to first. But they still would have to jump the Bengals and the Browns still. They're tied with them, but their tiebreakers put them lower. Uh, I don't think the Broncos will be in, but it's, it's interesting to think about. And I would love to see Teddy Bridgewater play in the playoffs. That would be super cool after what happened to him a few years ago where he almost lost his whole leg. From his injury, just stepping back, he's he's one of the guys I I've, I have a soft spot for for Teddy. He, Teddy two gloves. I'm not all for the nickname on that, but I know that's how he, you and Ray always talk about him. And yeah, so- I, I
1: like. I like him a lot, and he's going to make a a damn good offensive coordinator, too, when he stops playing. I would say head coach, but, you know, they don't give brothers those jobs. It's like Haley's Comet. They give a brother that job, like, once every 75 years, so I don't think it's going to be Ted. But Hey, Brian Flores, Brian Flores
0: making a big—he's persevering, trailblazing a little bit, maybe. If he can get this Dolphins team back into playoff contention, Brian Flores is going to pave the way for a lot of jobs. All right, let's— We'll brush over a couple games here. Um, Saints and Jets, man, the Jets, dude, you're just terrible. You're letting running backs beat you at quarterback now. This is Taysom Hill. I, how, how do you feel about Taysom Hill, I guess, Platt? Me and Dave are big Taysom Hill haters. I'm sorry, just to admit it. I, He's fun in the gadget position as a quarterback. He's not a quarterback. You can tell he's not. He wants to run the ball every time he has it it's not an effective offense in a sense. And I really wish that if they were going to give up, uh, if they knew Drew Brees was going to be gone, why wouldn't new Orleans just keep Teddy around to kind of figure it out from there? He was doing great in new Orleans. He was undefeated when he was there. And I think the saints are a quarterback away from being a legit team because they have been one of the most up and down teams this year too. Remember they came and smacked green Bay in the mouth week one, 38 to three. And ever since then they've had, ups and downs they lost the quarterback they put in trevor simeon who i he could be an accountant for all i know instead of a quarterback with a name like that and now they're back to Taysom hill in this experiment that they're going to try out and they're really happy with it because they just beat the jets but i don't know who they're playing the week after i better look that up before i start talking anymore from there I, I, I see, uh, I'm i not a fan of Saints. I'm not a fan of the Saints running this Taysom Hill offense. They're playing Tampa next week. So on Sunday night, have Taysom Hill play Sunday night football against Tom Brady. He won't
1: play again this season. I see Trevor Simeon more as a, a lawyer than an accountant. Like I can hear the commercial in my head right now. In a rec, need a check? Call Simeon and Associates. Simeon mm, and Associates. Yeah. You know what Simeon, I mean? Yeah. Simeon, <laughs> Simeon, and Simeons, right? Yep. <laughs> But the Taysom Hill thing, it pissed me off that it was even a quarterback battle going into this season between him and Jameis. I don't know if you know this. I'm a Jameis guy. Huge Jameis guy here. Huge
0: Jameis guy. If he could be the next quarterback in Green Bay, I would take it. I would take it.
1: Same. Same. We, we have a thing here on the weave. Well, I've got a thing here. I call it the Cranber compound, where we take some of these athletes that have been maligned. We bring them down here in the spare bedroom. We do a little bit of yoga with them, a little life coaching, get them back right. And and Jameis was our top pupil and our top alum from the Cranber compound. They were going well. He had a couple of games where that were kind of hit or miss, but I mean the team was winning when he was there. They would be they would be in the upper echelon of the NFC right now if famous Jameis was still playing. And it sucks for New Orleans. They're putting it together with uh spit glue and bubblegum, and they're playing a running back at quarterback now on the Tim Tebow side of the game. It sucks for them. Get back soon, Teddy. Unfortunately, I'm more metaphysical as opposed to physical. So I can't really rehab your leg for you, but if if you need a little spiritual enlightening, a little tune-up mentally and spiritually, come on back down to the compound, baby. Uh, Ben Simmons, he's going to be leaving in the next couple of days. We'll get the room (laughs) ready for you. We got Tua Tungalowa. He's going to come down and spend some time with us over the holidays at the compound, get himself back together. But, uh, Jameis, you know you're more than always, always, always more than welcome.
0: I think that this is where Russell Wilson's playing next year that I think that that's what new Orleans is kind of going for. I think they, they should be the top spot for him. I know that's on a list of teams for him. I think if he went to new Orleans, that team's scary that I, they don't really have a lot of weapons. I get it, but they got a strong offense uh, they got a strong offensive line. They got Alvin Kamara. They don't have the receivers that he needs, but I think Russell Wilson's one of those guys where he can run around for 10 seconds, throw up a lollipop, and someone will come down with it. He just always seems to have a play like that happen. And they're not helping him out in Seattle. I
1: I think that this is is where he wants to be next year. That's a scary thought because clearly he's not long for that Seattle life. We all see the writing on the wall. They're heading for a divorce. I'd love to see Russ come down to the shores of uh, Lake Erie and the Cuyahoga, but we'll see. The shores
0: of Lake Erie. Oh, yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, And the rookie quarterbacks continue to suck. If you just say, if you just look at the stat line of 19 to 42 for your completion attempts, that just looks ugly. Zach Wilson. Like when you have a one to start your completions and a four to start your attempts, like, Oh my gosh, that second overall pick spent on him. And the rookies continue to suck. We'll move on to the other one because there's another blowout. Titans and Jaguars, 20 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence throws four picks. Platt, what's up with your boy Trevor Lawrence? I mean, we had you talking about him maybe just slinging it the whole year and pull out a rookie of the year out of his ass. That's not happening. That that, that cannot happen. The Jaguars, I think, are – It's them and the Texans are the two actually worst run organizations. The Lions are kind of putting over a blanket over both of them because their record is worse, so people kind of talk about it. But you got to see how the turmoil is with the Texans. Obviously, they have all that drama going on with Deshaun Watson still, and they don't have any idea on what they are going to do in the future. The Jaguars thought they had their future and completely are – caught off guard by this even if urban meyer we all could have said maybe yeah he's gonna be a terrible nfl coach he's too much of a dick he's got all these control issues he's coming off being pretty much a general manager and head coach at the college level and you got to kind of relinquish some power but trevor lawrence playing like this this was the consensus number one this was the guy that was andrew luck comparisons out here are you nervous about trevor or are you blaming his situation
1: Well, you know, Urban Meyer thought he had his next move, too, but then Notre Dame decided to uh, promote the defensive coordinator, but that's neither here nor there. Trevor is weird because, I, you know, I obviously knew going into the season he wasn't going to be, or that team, rather, wasn't going to be any good, and I still believe in him, but I haven't even seen flashes. I mean, say what you want about Justin Fields in, in Chicago with Nagy, I've at least seen flashes of him. Like, I can see, okay, I, I could see where with a good coaching staff or maybe just a coaching staff, I could see where that guy could be something eventually. But I, I haven't seen anything with Trevor. I, you, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. I think that the the organization is a dumpster fire. Shaka Kong, that, I know his name, but that's what I call him, Shaka Kong. Shaka Kong. Yeah, old uh, <laughs> Middle Eastern Ron Jeremy looking ass. <laughs> I don't know what's going on down there in Jacksonville, but they need to hit the reset button again. You had the perfect out with the booty butt herb sticking his finger up that girl's booty. That was the perfect out to get rid of him. Hit the Amazing. He still over. has a job. Amazing, Yeah. yeah. And and he, not even because yeah. of that, but that gives you great reason. Cool. We can get rid of him after that. Say some shit about morality or whatever. Yada, yada. and Get him up out of there and then maybe try to. I don't know, maybe throw Jim Harbaugh the bag or something next year. I don't know what you do, but what they're doing right now clearly isn't the answer. I'm not giving up on Trevor. It's just a real shitty situation for especially for a guy that's not used to losing. I think he lost what maybe two games his entire career from high school to college. Like this is, you know, this is new to him. Leads the NFL in interceptions
0: right now too after another four. And you you say that they should be looking at someone else to throw the bag to Jim Harbaugh. You said, I don't know if necessarily the top college coaches even should want to go to the NFL. I mean, the colleges can probably pay you more. You get Mm. more control Adam as well. But I think this does preface to, Urban Meyer is going to be a one and done, right? I don't think he's getting another head coaching job. I don't think he gets the second season even with Jacksonville with how he's run this. You saw the reports on him bringing in his assistant coaches and calling them all losers. (laughs) And he's a winner. He's a winner. So he, he doesn't know why they got to explain their resumes on why they should keep him around. And the funny part is one of his assistants of all of them on his team. Has a worse record than him in the NFL, and all of them have a better record after that. So he really should reevaluate the whole "I'm a winner, you're a loser" statement. Maybe, but yeah, man, this Urban Meyer experiment is very Saban-esque in the NFL. It's not working out, I don't think.
1: And Saban won some games, didn't he? Because I think Saban what went like a year and a half. I think didn't he make the playoffs in Miami?
0: Right, he was Miami. Yeah,
1: I thought he made the. I thought he made a, the playoffs. It was like because I remember he quit like halfway through his second season or something like that. I maybe I'm I'm getting the the stories convoluted, but either way, man. this I, Well, you got
0: to remember, I was born at the turn of the century, so maybe he I, wasn't even coaching by that time anyway. I, so I,
1: I I keep forgetting you're twelve. Kiss my ass. By the way, <laughs> you know, fuck you and your and your get get erections when you wake up in the morning every single morning. Ass man, fuck out of here. <laughs> My uncle used to tell me that shit. When I was about your age, man, he never told me why. He just said, yeah, I remember it used to wake me up in the morning. Now, (laughs) it just watches me tie my shoes. He didn't tell me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Looks like Nick Saban, oh, God, was 15 and 17 in the NFL. Uh, I can't really, I can't see if he made the playoffs or not. Went 9 and 7 in 2005.
1: Yeah, I think he made the playoffs and then he quit. Like halfway through the season the next season because he got the Alabama job. But either way, this is even this herb shit is even worse than that. Like it, This is ridiculous. It's not working. He's already alienated the players. Now, apparently, according to reports, he's alienated the coaching staff. So it, it's a wrap. Just cut your losses, Shaka, and go back to the drawing board.
0: All right, we'll move on to this one. Uh, Seahawks, Texans, I don't got much to say about this one. Big win for him, but I already prefaced that. I think that Russell Wilson's out still, beating up on the Texans. Congratulations, David Davis Mills. I mean, going out there balling out. We're a bit we are uh, down the wire. Is also the official podcast of backup quarterbacks. Just so you know, Chris. <laughs> um, and so we give a shout out to our backup quarterbacks for Davis Mills and Kyle Allen this week. We love we love it. And the worse the stat lines, the more better the the more better the better that. Fuck it. <laughs> the that was a backup quarterback line. The more better the stat line looks for us when it looks worse, because that's how a backup does it. He's not there to put up numbers, he's there to get the job done. Uh, we'll move on. I, I mean, do you have anything you want to talk about from that Seahawks Texans game?
1: No, man, we yeah, move.
0: yeah. Moving on, Falcons Panthers. This has got to be a really sad one here. Cam Newton looked like he was full back, he screamed it into a camera, and now. <laughs> He's just back to the bench. That's all he's done the last two weeks. PJ Walker's had to come in for relief. Shout out to the backup quarterbacks again, just so they oh, they they know they're loved. But this Carolina team, I was really high on them to start the season when McCaffrey was healthy and Sam Darnold looked like he was playing legit football over there again. I, I did sell my stock very early. I told everyone hop off this train because McCaffrey cannot stay healthy, and Sam Darnold was playing poor again when to start this off. This Carolina team is a very sad story, because it's, it's a team that I want to do well. They have a lot of fun pieces. It just doesn't seem to be working, and they seem like they're a little bit farther away than they thought they were.
1: The irony is they'd be perfect for a Teddy Two Gloves now, wouldn't they? <laughs> maybe maybe they they bridged them only one year they should have they should have waited a little longer they thought
0: Sam Darnold was the guy that was yeah. probably their first mistake we'll move on we got a couple more games here uh let's talk we got two good ones left though we're gonna talk about uh this 49ers Bengals game which you said you needed the Bengals to lose obviously and an amazing exciting performance to head into overtime there I love this Debo Samuel at running back thing they're working on in San Francisco. He is one of the most underappreciated weapons. I think in the NFL, I really think we got to start talking about him like that. He's so dynamic from where he can line up outside. He can line up behind the line of scrimmage and take a handoff too. He's really been powering this San Francisco team, which has Jimmy Garoppolo starting at quarterback still and find themselves Not even as the last seed in the playoffs, but the sixth seed right now.
1: Yeah, don't sleep on Little either, man. Little might be playing the best out of any tight end in the league right now. With all due respects to Kelsey and anybody else you want to throw out there. San Francisco's super talented. It was a good win they got. You know how I feel about Shanahan. I'm not here for him at all whatsoever. That that cute football. Not a fan of cute football. I get it, Chris. I get it. I don't get it, Tom. Like, is it in the national media? Is it in all their contracts that they have to openly filate, uh, Shanahan every chance they get and call this guy a genius and all that goofy shit? I I don't understand it. I I think that the the Atlanta the Atlanta offense really helped
0: them out. You gotta you gotta give him some respect for getting Matt Ryan an MVP because I don't know what other coach is doing that right now. And I get he caught him at a good time, sure. But then also to take Jimmy G to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's got to be doing something right. I get it. He doesn't have the record actually, and he's got a worse winning record. I think than Matt Nagy actually, right? Didn't we say that? You covered that, one bro. Up. Bro, we we can. You could just stop talking right now.
1: Everything that you say from that point is Nuland Boyd. You said this man <laughs> has a worse winning percentage than Matt fucking Nagy. That's no yeah. I'm surprised he, he still got a job.
0: That's. Very, very close <laughs> to being gone. For, for sure, it will be. I'm uh, the Jamar Chase pick. Obviously, was the number one pick that they needed to make in Cincinnati. He's been on the same page the entire season with Joe Burrow. Three touchdowns for him. I, he's the he's the rookie of
1: the year this year. I would say, right? This is who I would be voting for for rookie of the year yeah. right now, at least. I still say I would have took the tackle though. I would have took the left tackle. You got a guy that's coming off a catastrophic injury. You got to protect your investment. Chase has been balling, though. Like, it's hard to argue with the results, especially in Cincinnati still has an opportunity, not just at the playoffs, but at the division. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but they could. So it's hard to argue with the results. This was a tough one, especially at home, a team that they probably should have beaten. But San Fran's still there in the mix as well. They might sneak into the playoffs. I'm not really a huge fan of Jimmy G or Shanahan, so you're 0 for 2 in my book. But they are very talented on both sides of the ball. They're fast on both sides of the ball. And I could see if they do get in the playoffs, if Shanahan remembers to run the ball, they could be a tough out with the way they play defense. Well, now we'll, do, we'll play the same game. But if they won't pick, make it. They ain't making it.
0: Sam, so then, do you think Minnesota is the team that jumps in? If San Francisco's falling
1: out, is that the team you think jumps in, Minnesota? I would say either Minnesota or the Washington football team. Well, football team's in right now. Oh, football team's in. in. Okay, okay. So the, okay. the teams on
0: the hunt, the teams on the teams on the bubble, rather, are Minnesota, Philly, Atlanta, New Orleans. They all are six and seven. The Panthers are five and eight and the Seahawks are five and eight, but whatever. I'm not gonna count them. But the the six and seven teams are Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and New Orleans. So I think Minnesota is the team that sneaks in if the
1: 49ers do, in fact, fall out. So they okay. so I agree it's Minnesota. I'm just pulling up the Falcons schedule here because they're not good, but they're not out of it. So they play San Francisco on Sunday. That's probably going to be an L. They'll beat Detroit, Buffalo's an L. Yeah, they're not going to make it. They're going to lose at least two of their last four. Yeah, I'm going to say Minnesota.
0: And as they should, I think they're a better team than them as well. Let's move on to the last uh, game that was played this week. It was Sunday night football, Bears and Packers. And this is what Aaron Rodgers does, man. I'm going to tell you right now, Platt, we were nervous for a little bit, for a second, for half a second. I'll tell you when I knew to not be nervous. If it wasn't Robert Quinn doing the discount double check after the first sack of the game, I knew they were fucked from that moment on. Like Aaron was not going to take that nicely. But when we were down by um six going or actually it was mm, 13 13 i think going into just about halftime when chris collinsworth said that that we get the ball at half after the half it reminded me that we do i knew the game was over we were going to go down there score that drive aaron was going to come out of the halftime go score again when they threw up the stats of Jalen Johnson, whoever the fuck that was, guarding (laughs) Devontae Adams, like, he's having a real good game against him, and then proceeded to torch him after that moment on. This was a big win, I think, for Green Bay because of how terrible their special teams played, and they could still convincingly go toe-to-toe, easy money, beat the Bears
1: on Sunday night. I got to tell you, Tom, the mastery of which... A-rod plays and just the complete command and control that he has over that offense, man. It is beautiful to watch. It really is. Like this guy is just on another level. I think he might be playing better now than even when he was younger and when he took you out to the Super Bowl and won his Super Bowl. Obviously, physically he slowed down a little bit because that's what age and attrition does. But just his his mental mastery over the position of quarterback, he's just on another level right now. And I think this is the best that he's ever been. Well, and then I I guess I'll ask you because I, me and Dave,
0: Dave says he doesn't have any Packer bias. He's a lie. He's a liar. He, he, he has a problem. It's okay. I want to ask you now though. I'm, I have a lot of high hopes for this Packer team. I, the last two years I get it, but I want to, I want to give you some, I want to give you some insight. Two years ago, I knew the team sucked. I knew the team had no business being there playing San Francisco. They were going to get their ass kicked last year. I was scared of Tom Brady. I get it. I knew it, but I still thought we probably could win that one. Obviously, Kevin King destroyed my hopes and dreams. But this year, this team's different, right? This is the best team Matt LaFleur has had in Green Bay these last three years. The defense is stout. It's a top 10 defense, top five defense, I think, even in the league. And with Aaron Rodgers on this fuck you tour to the NFL this season, where do you think The Green Bay Packers are in your Chris Platt prower rankings. Like, are they they're a top three team for sure, I think, right?
1: Number one, I I love the the Aaron Rodgers fuck you national tour. It's been great to watch. I do. He's basically Stanley from the office right now. It's (laughs) hilarious. I fucking love it. Well, this the problem. (laughs) This is the problem though, Tom, and why nationally we don't believe in y'all. Because y'all do this shit every year, uh, Tom. I know. I y'all know, do this Chris. this shit every year. Y'all win I 12, 13 games every goddamn year and then trick it off either in the divisional round or in the conference finals, man. But you can't say you're not more impressed with this team. You knew the team two years ago was
0: frauds when they were facing San Francisco. You knew they were going to go get their ass kicked. You, you did. And then maybe you could even argue that, okay, Tom Brady was playing Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Tom Brady every time. Okay, I can get behind that. Tell me this Green Bay team can't compete with any team and shouldn't realistically win against any team right now. I think they are the most talented team. They went to Arizona when they had Kyler Murray and we didn't have Devontae Adams. They had the worst performance of a special teams, maybe ever in the history of football yesterday, all over the place. Mo Drayton's got to get the fuck off our staff in the middle of the season. And now they're out here putting up 45 points in which the offense hasn't even looked that great this season. I mean, it's looked good and machined, but it still hasn't looked like that 2011-2014 kind of Green Bay Packers. If they can figure it out like this,
1: I, I seriously think that Tampa Bay is the only team that scares me still. Well, number one kyle shanahan so i had y'all beaten san francisco two years ago thanks about that Mm. number two yeah you you went to arizona beat arizona thursday game those thursday games are wonky plus there's a huge midwestern contingency in arizona so it was relatively a home game for green bay that's true
0: yeah i agree
1: i'm most impressed with your defense this year though the defense is vastly improved they can make plays and that the defense is tough I, i gotta give you that Offensively, y'all not that talented. You take away Aaron Rodgers, man. There's a lot of holes. There's a lot of who's this guy he's throwing it to. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis has been in the league longer than you've been alive. Mercedes
0: <laughs> Lewis is the only first-round pick Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown to. The only one. Did he get drafted in 87? Like, <laughs> Year after you were
1: born, I think. That's what it was, right? <laughs> I I wish. But no, but that's the thing, man. We just don't believe in you because we've seen this story before. We've watched this movie play out before. Then you're going to have to get it done in the postseason. I, power rankings, you got to give them top three right now because, well, number one, you're not going to put anybody in the AFC in the top three. And No, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, you got to give them top three right now. But there's a lot of teams at the top of that list that I don't believe in. I don't necessarily believe in Arizona. I don't necessarily believe in Green Bay. The only team I do believe in is Tampa and them. I I can get behind that. I can get behind it. I get it. Um, Justin
0: Fields, he was going toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers, though. I will say that, and he was making plays out there, extending it. I the defense was not giving him any help. I I get it. But to put up 30 points on. Green Bay with a rookie quarterback. It saves Matt Nagy a job for maybe two weeks. That's what I think it does. He He's going to be gone by the end of the year. I think we might have a scenario where we very well could have Green Bay has the only coach return this season from the NFC North. We could have Zimmer, Campbell, and Nagy all fired. I think the only one that maybe couldn't get fired is Dan Campbell, even. I think Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy are as good as gone, but... Dan Campbell, if he goes 116 and 1, they, they might close the door on that chapter right away as well. too.
1: Got anything you want to talk about from this one? Two out of four, definitely. Yeah. Nagy, get Nagy the hell up out of there so this kid has an opportunity to have a career, okay, before he ruins this kid. Get him up out of there. Campbell, say what you want about Dan Campbell. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but say what you want about Dan Campbell, but they play hard for him. They really do. They just have a a talent deficiency, which sucks because you're probably going to be the number one pick in one of the weakest drafts in recent memory. Like it sucks to be y'all. Trade down, pick up some more picks, man. Try to get you know quantity over quality.
0: Yeah, they're not going to be able to get a quarterback right away, at least. They, no. That's that's. Uh, and if you want to go, I mean, they can maybe get some playmate. They need everything though. If they if there's a number one consensus guy by the end of it, they might just grab them. But I get I get the fear of this. All right. Next thing we do on this, actually, Chris, I forgot to mention it before the show, is we go down and we do our picks. So we do the picks for the next week. We just go rapid fire real quick Do a little bit of a snippet if you want to ask something about it. You are doing the picks for Dave this week, so you got to represent him and how he's going to have. uh, Right now, we are currently sitting at. Let me see, because he sent me the numbers. So right now, Dave is 123 and 79 on the season. I am 120 and 82. We both went nine and five last week. Now we only played 12 games, but we do a 21 point blowout pick every week. So you got to pick a team that you think is going to win by 21 points or more. And then that's for two and oh, or one and one, if they win and then don't hit the 21 point or it's all and two, if they lose. And they don't at the 21 point. So that's kind of how it works when you do that 21 point blowout pick. We'll just go down the line. If you got any questions, slow it down. I get it. I went to public school, so I can I can, <laughs> I can, can be there. So let's start with Thursday night. It's Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs at Chargers. Who you got winning this one, Platt?
1: I hate these Thursday games, man. It's so hard to pick them. But I, I got to go Kansas City. I think they're going to keep it rolling.
0: Absolutely. Kansas City, I think it's the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, Let's get it on to Saturday games. We got Saturday games for the first time. We got to talk right away about your Browns and Raiders in Cleveland. 3.30 game on a Saturday. Think your Brownies can do it? They better.
1: I mean, this could go either way, but they better win this game. You are talking about you want to be a playoff team. You you got to handle your business at home. Plus, we owe the Raiders a receipt from last season.
0: Fair enough. I'm going to take the Browns as well on this one. Only because you're hosting with me, to be nice to you, though. (laughs) That's because I I don't ever want to pick the Browns. It just seems like a bad bad bet to do for it. It
2: it is. Saturday
0: has another another game. It's a night game. This one's interesting, I think. It's New England and Indianapolis. It's in Indy, so we're going to have the Dome. So Belichick's not going to be able to pass only three times to win this one. Do you think the Patriots eke it out on the road, or do you like Indy in their hot play so far?
1: Yeah, Indy's been hot as fish grease, man. They've come out of nowhere. This is a tough one to pick. I'm, I'm in, when in doubt, I gotta go with Belichick. So yeah, I'm gonna say New England pulls this one out on the road.
0: I, I, oh god, it's hard to bet against them, but I'm only down by three games, you know. And I gotta look later on to see if this is one I might want to split. Oh you know what i i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go patriots as well i think that's the smart play you got it you got to go with it that's all it is for thursday and saturday now we get back to sundays sunday night or sunday at noon we got titans and steelers to start us off there in pittsburgh
1: Ooh, that's a tough one so Henry's not back. Is Henry going to be back this season? Do we know? Uh,
0: I think the playoffs is the plan. They want him back for the playoffs, I think.
1: It's hard to say. It's hard to say Pittsburgh's going to beat anybody at this point in time, man, with the the statue back there known as Ben Raplesberger. So I'm going to go Titans here.
0: I'm going to agree with you on that. (sighs) No, that one I'm going to split. I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers because of how banged up the Titans are. And I get it. The Titans are playing almost better, even though they're all banged up. They have set the NFL record for most players to play on a team in a season because of how injury riddled they've been. But it's in Pittsburgh. Terrible towels are going to be flying. Ben Roethlisberger looked decent in the second half last week against Minnesota. I don't think he can play four quarters like that. But I'll take Pittsburgh just to take a split there. That's our first one.
1: Next up, Panthers at Bills. I'm on the fence about this one. And when I say on the fence about this one, I mean, is this going to be my 20 point, my 21 point rule, or there's another one I'm eyeing up as well? I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take the Bills and I'm taking the 21. This is one of those games that the uh, media pundits love. The Bills are going to come out and demolish the Panthers, and everybody's going to talk about, oh my God, the Bills are back. It, it, it seems like one of those games. You know what I mean?
0: I could totally get behind on that. And the Panthers don't have a terrible enough record to where you can be like, oh, they're not a shitty team they're beaten up on, but they've been playing terrible. They lost their best player. They don't know what they want to do at quarterback. I think it's a great 21 point pick. So I'll write that one down for you. I will also take the bills. Uh, I can't take the 21 pointer because you took that 21 pointer. Not that I was going to, but I... I, I like the pick. I'll agree with you on the Bills. We'll move on now. Washington football team at Philly.
1: Oh, my God. I got to say Washington because fuck Philly. I, you know what I mean? I, I don't have any sense for Philly. I pick Philly. I either picked for Philly or against Philly so many times early in the season. And I got burned every time. So now fuck Philly. I can't pick them. I don't care if they were playing the Appalachian State University. I'm not picking Philly again this season. I I hate I
0: hate what, looking at Jalen Hurts stat lines every week, Chris. I just hate it. It's so annoying how divided me and Dave are on them. I don't like um, I don't like it that they're in Philly though. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Eagles. I'm going to split that one as well. It's a very, it's an important game for the season too for both those teams to try to make for playoff implications. Divisional is, maybe not. You know? Is Jalen
1: Hurts good? Because I'm—I don't think he is. But they don't really give him a lot to do. But I think they know he's not good, so they don't ask him to do a whole lot. But he makes I, plays. But every now and again, he pulls a play out his ass. You like? Oh,
0: I Jay- know. It's like it's—he's <laughs> he's like Taylor Heineke. He really is. They're the same player. They really are. They're not good, but they're gonna make plays. They're—they're they're gonna make plays and keep you in ball games that are exciting. They're fun to watch, but they're not good. I—I I, I don't think so. Moving on, Texans and Jaguars. This one is the one we're all waiting for this weekend. Holy shit. Didn't even look to see that one was on the, on the schedule. Do you know who the coach is for the Texans? Who's the head coach for the Texans?
1: I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's uh, James Harden, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. He's in Brooklyn. My bad. He's in Brooklyn. uh um, yeah, is it Booker uh, T from the tag I, team Harlem? It could be.
0: I I honestly yeah. don't know. I don't know who the yeah. coach is for the Texans. They, <laughs> but the, the and neither do the Texans. <laughs> no, they're good. It's probably that pastor, right? It's the pastor they got doing it all over again. Texans say, Jaguars.
1: What's the dude's name from uh, Varsity
0: Blues? Have you seen that movie? No, I, I've I've I have on like a bus that I fell asleep on. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of what Varsity Blues was doing. It's like background noise as I was going, I was I was driving through California.
1: I remember it. <laughs> I'ma say the Jaguars, man, just because they're at home. And I'm I'm kind of road heavy thus far on my pick. So some some somebody gotta win at home, right? And it might as well be a uh, Big Booty Herb. I'm gonna
0: go um I'm gonna go Jaguars as well, I guess. I don't want to pick the Texans and I don't want to risk a split because I have no idea who would win that one. I'll take the Jaguars just so we can be on the same page. <laughs> um, next up, Cowboys and Giants. Another noon game we got. It's in New York. I wonder if Mike McCarthy's guaranteed a victory of this one yet, either. Uh, what do you got for this one, Platt?
1: He's guaranteed a victory over that New York-style pizza. I know that. he' about to have a ball Saturday evening before the game.
0: Is that is that thin crust? Is that it, what New York style is?
1: It's thin-ish, like the slices are big. You're Midwest, so you like you're more of a deep dish guy, right? Well, that's Detroit and Chicago. No, no, Chicago. That are the, Chicago. The,
0: they're the deep dish. Detroit also has Detroit, like sauce well, on pan. top,
1: right? Well, it's pan. Detroit is considered pan.
0: When I if I order a pizza, I get hand tossed. That's the crust okay. I get, hand tossed crust.
1: Fair enough. Okay, so sim- it's similar to New York. The slices are a little bit bigger. It's similar, a little greasier. Mm, okay, fair enough. But you got yeah, Cowboys I, Giants. I say, uh, McCarthy won pizza none, and, and the Cowboys, you got to win this game. It's the Giants, man. You have no business this late in the season losing to the Giants.
0: I'm Nobody guaranteeing does. a victory for them. I'm taking my 21 pointer on this one divisional game. It's risky, I get it, but I think they send a message. Plus, I don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to be playing. So, Mike Glennon's going to go out there and help them not lose by 21. That's that's a bad recipe right there. Cardinals and Lions, this was the other one I was thinking about putting my 21-pointer on. But I feel like picking against the Lions is just not fair. So I moved on from doing that. It's in Detroit, but I think we're both going Cardinals on this one, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. Jets and Dolphins. You said it earlier, man. Shout out to Brian Flores, man. They got off to a rough start. I think he actually is a really good coach. I think he's one of the coaches that actually matters, so I'm glad that they were able to rally, and that probably saves his job. I think they get to 500 here. I mean, I can't – I'm not going to say the Jets are going to beat them, especially in Miami. Come on now.
0: Miami's got a really strong defense, really fun to watch as well there too. They got a lot working with Brian Flores. Remember, he won like 10 games last year, didn't he too? Mm -hmm. I think they were respectable. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins as well. This is a good one, I think. We start getting to 3 o'clock games. Bengals and Broncos. This could be one that has some good playoff implications. It's in Denver. One of the hardest home field advantages.
1: I'm going to go Denver here. It pains me because I could see Cincinnati running the score up against them, but I think between that defense, the altitude, and I think Cincy is starting to kind of come back down to earth a little bit this year. It's hard to pick anybody from the AFC North to win anything right about now. That you know, it, it's competitive. You, you you say parody, I say mediocrity, potato, potato, right? But yeah, I'm gonna go Denver here. Yeah, I'm not
0: so sure San Francisco's better than Denver. So losing to them in that heartbreaking fashion, I think, could really just demoralize them. I'm gonna take Denver as well. Winning in Mile High is not an easy thing to do, and. They got young guys leading the way in Cincinnati. And if everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And I think that could happen for Joe Burrow. And he throws the ugliest interceptions. When he throws an (laughs) interception, they are the worst interceptions that he could have thrown. We're on to Atlanta and San Francisco for our next one.
1: Damn, do I have to say Kyle Sha- say
0: something nice about Kyle Shanahan? This is the Kyle Shanahan revenge game, actually. The, you know, from going into Atlanta.
2: <laughs> After just, Atlanta
0: Super Bowl, he's now... We're also the official podcast of Revenge Games. Forgot to mention that, too. <laughs> Pop,
1: I love it. I love it. I love revenge. I love spite. I love it all. Atlanta's another one of those teams, man. You can't ever pick them to win under any circumstances whatsoever even if they win you you still pick them to lose i i know that makes no sense but there's no i I can't in good conscience pick the falcons to win any game
0: it's in san francisco i think that helps them out a lot if cordell patterson doesn't have like 150 yards from scrimmage they have no chance and i'm gonna bank on uh debo samuel having a bigger game than him so i'm gonna take the 49ers as well Next, NFC West matchup, Seahawks and Rams. Now, on paper, you'd probably think L.A., but the NFC West just tends
1: to beat up on each other, you know? They do, and I still don't know what to make of this Rams team. I think we'll probably – we're recording this on a Monday evening. We'll have a better feel for who they are after this game because Matthew Stafford, I don't know what the hell he's been doing the last three or four games. And it doesn't help that they can't run the ball either. That's not helping at all. Like they're just dropping back with Matthew, you know, 30, 40 times, letting him pass. And that's not really a recipe to win. Uh, I gotta go Rams, though. They were my preseason Super Bowl pick, so I guess I gotta go down with the ship. I'm gonna take the Rams here. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna take the Rams as well. I I really think though that this is a trap game written all over it for him, with Russell Wilson having a season that's pretty much done. He's just kind of trying to prove for himself, I think, for other suitors next year on the draft capital he's going to bring in for Seattle. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Rams to win this one. Uh, but watch out! Just watch out. Trap game written all over it, all over it. Next up, we're going to Baltimore. Packers are going to Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. It is our last three o'clock game. Who you got, Platt?
1: I got to go Packers here because, again, man, like I said earlier in the show, the injuries have to catch up for Baltimore at some point in time. Now we don't know what's going on with uh, Deshaun – excuse me, Lamar Jackson. Harbaugh says he expects him to play as of right now, but there's an old saying in wrestling, cards subject to change. So I got to go the Packers here.
0: I'm going to take the Packers as well. I can't not bet with them. Uh, It's kind of a homer pick, but they're playing really well too, and the Ravens are playing bad, so – Smart pick. Uh, and this is our last one. We actually don't pick Monday night games on our thing because of how they kind of interfere with our recording schedule and whatnot and how we talk about them. So we just do up to Sunday night. Saints, Buccaneers. I, I'm I'm tempted to put my 21-pointer on that, even though I already used it. But I, I'm going Tampa Bay all day on this one.
1: I go Tampa Bay, but I think it's closer than you anticipate because for whatever reason – New Orleans plays Tom tough. I don't know why. Obviously, they're not going to be able to score enough points to keep up with Tampa in this one. But I I think that's going to be a little bit closer than people anticipate. Jameis Winston and Drew
0: Brees play Tom Brady tough. Taysom (laughs) Hill does not play Tom Brady tough. Um, And then I guess, like, if you had to do it today, who do you think tonight for Monday Night Football, Arizona, L.A. Rams?
1: Uh, I got to go Arizona. Yeah. I, I, okay. Again, I don't I don't believe in them. Don't believe in Kingsbury, but I think they got what it takes to take what the Rams got this evening. So gun to my head, I'd probably go Arizona.
0: I, I would probably go L.A. I would. I, I like Arizona, but I think that the Rams are trying to prove a point today, and uh, this is a big game for them. We'll move on real quick to our hot takes. We get these from our fans um, through Dave's social medias, my social medias. Hell, Chris, I guess – you can get some hot takes next time you come on down the wire from some of your platforms or whatever <laughs> you might do. Hot takes. This one I had to pull from you because this was a Browns one. Uh, this was comes from Lexi. She says that the Baker Mayfield is still garbage and he will be out of the
1: league in three years. Hot take or no? No. Well, no. He'll be here. Yeah. Hot take. He's not gonna. He's gonna be here longer than three years, man. He'll. I mean, he'll. Colt McCoy is still in the league. Colt McCoy gets the job done and doesn't have a single hater at all.
0: <laughs> I don't and think no, he's going to be with the Browns, no state, but he'll be in the league. The State Farm commercials are going to keep Baker Mayfield in the league longer because of how much money they have. Or what, what does he have? Uh, oh,
1: Progress. Baker Mayfield. Progressive. progressive. He's
0: progressive. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers is at State Farm, so I always think of it. I don't know, man. If
1: I, I don't think you're going to sign him. Do you want to sign him? No, well, they've picked up the extension for the fifth year, but honestly, I don't think he can come back. Everything that's happened this season, he's been out here arguing and talking shit to the fans, some of the players' uh, wives, and his wife has tried to defend him. Some of the players' dads have come up and spoke out. I think it's too much water under that bridge, and and quiet is kept, man. There's a little bit of a civil war going on within that locker room. The players don't trust the coaches. The coaches are frustrated with the players. I I think they both need to change the scenery at this point. The only problem is, who the hell you going to get? You're kind of stuck. Like, who you going to get? Teddy. Oh. God. Teddy. Yeah. Make,
0: I'm just saying yeah. that might be your best option here.
1: Otherwise, yeah.
0: otherwise you're going to need to throw a lot to
1: get Russ. You're going to need sexy. to throw a lot. And we don't have enough. We don't have enough to get Russ or a discount double check or whatever happens with Deshaun Watson. We definitely don't have enough to get him. I think they want like your firstborn. They want a couple of those uh Tom Brady never, kids that are I, in yeah, this. Yeah, I never
0: understood why Deshaun Watson's trade value was so high. Like, I mean, I get it. He's good and he's young, but like I ain't giving him no four fucking first round picks for Deshaun Watson he got me fucked up.
1: He's really, really good though really really good granted we don't know what's going on with all that that legal situation but just in terms of football i don't know if there's five better players or five better quarterbacks in the league Mm. maybe not at his best at his best maybe Yeah, yeah yeah
0: next one real quick here this comes from my buddy david he's saying that the rams are not scary the rams are sorry is that a hot take or not chris platt
1: No, that's not a hot take. We just talked about that, man. Matthew Stafford is Matthew Stafford. I think uh, my man got a little enamored with Matthew Stafford. I guess I would, too, if I had to deal with Jared Goff for the last five years. It's like, you know, fucking a fat broad and then you get a pretty girl and you're just going to be obsessed with her because, oh, my God, I can't believe I've made this come up. You know, so you're just going to overlook all her faults and flaws and stuff like that. You're just happy to be sleeping with a pretty girl. But they got to find some semblance of a running game. Matthew Stafford throwing the ball 30 times a game. That's not going to get it done. But that's not a hot take, man. No disrespect to the brother, but that's not a hot take.
0: I uh, i think that's a pretty hot take. I think that they are probably they right up there uh, with that 4-5 matchup. I, I think Arizona, Tampa, and uh, Green Bay, no order, are all better than them. Dallas, I think they are But again, that's let's see tonight. Let's see tonight, and then we can really make decisions about it. I'm not ready to throw it in on the Rams yet. Tonight will be a big test. If they lose a close one, we can still be in on them. They get their ass kicked. They're sorry. Uh, And then we also do one that is not quite sports related, but I just want to see what you. I want to see how your brain works, Chris. Right?
1: Hey, boy. This one. This one comes
0: from Steve. I would rather travel a hundred years into the past than travel a hundred years into the future.
1: what do you got what do you got? Is that a hot take there, Chris Platt? <laughs> that is a hot take. I'm not gonna lie uh what whos who's the Where did you get this one from? What's the guy's name? Steve Steve, no disrespect to you, Steve. I'm pretty sure after listening to this program for about the last hour and forty five minutes, you can ascertain certain facts. About my heritage. So, what in the fuck makes you think? <laughs> what, what in the fuck would make you think I, me, would wanna go back in time 100 years, sir? Do you know what I was doing 100 years ago, oh, sir? Oh, shit. Oh.
0: Oh, I can't believe that made it through my screening, too. Oh,
1: shit. It's all good, but yeah, no, I, gotta freezing, that no, I gotta keep that in. That's a freezing, freezing cold take, sir. cold take. Shout out to Steve, but he didn't know I was gonna be <laughs> here today. <laughs> you know what,
0: Chris? I'd rather be in the future now too. I'm always moving forward. I don't move back. All right. I, I'm. Let's let's get. We got this. We got this,
1: Chris. All right. He <laughs> trying to take me back to Django Unchained in this bitch, man. damn, bro. Like, <laughs> oh
0: shit. Yeah, that was freezing. That was freezing cold. <laughs> freezing cold. We now move in after that. Those were our hot takes. Thanks for sending them in. I had a couple of them, but kept them kept them pretty minimal here today. We just got a couple of things left to finish up here with. We got to start it off with um, our quick hits. Now, did you bring? Did you, I'm gonna ask you now? Quick hits is kind of our it's kind of our thing that we do at the end. Did you want to start? Did you not really get any? Did you want me to do one to kind of show you how it's done? Or, oh, okay, sorry. Bring the notepad out, Chris. My bad, my bad. How about, um? go ahead, say one of your quick hits then real quick. and See okay. what you got.
1: Uh, one thing that I didn't get a chance to talk about on the weave because we were on hiatus when this happened, but Brian Kelly, going to LSU for $90 million. I know a lot of the media were a little pissed off at him, saying, he, well, you left your team high and dry, and they were on the precipice of maybe a playoff berth. They don't give a shit, man. You know, and we we talked. you talked about this earlier, man. In college, you're basically the CEO of an organization. Most of those kids probably didn't get, even get any FaceTime with Brian Kelly. They don't give a shit about that. Plus, for $90 million, you better come down here and get your ass to work. I get it. And he's already behind the eight ball in terms of recruiting. He's already behind so he's got to get to work i just don't think that's going to be a good fit i'm not the biggest brian kelly guy and the lsu their alumni and their fans in their head they're alabama which means they should be a perennial title contender but they're not alabama and this isn't the guy that's going to get you over to home
0: yeah he I, the note i think notre dame's been overrated in the college football playoff and in the uh the the college football landscape for the last few years and they get their ass kicked in the playoff anyway. I, I don't get the hiring, personally, either. That's a great example of a quick hit, though. You were right on the money. There you are, Chris. Right Bond. on. Right on. Hey. All right. Uh, go ahead. Finish them out. Rattle them all off, then. What do you got there?
1: Uh, real quick. So, Steph Curry, he's on the precipice of becoming the NBA's all-time leader in three-pointers. And he's doing it in about half the time that it took Ray Allen. I I had that as well on there. It's a
0: 522 less games right now. Uh, I was going to call it that he breaks the record tonight.
1: Yeah, I can see that. So what are we, uh, what what is he, five away? Six to break, five to tie?
0: Six to tie, I think.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he breaks it tonight. I'm surprised he hasn't broke it thus far.
0: Yeah, he's right there. Um, He had 1,300 career games for uh, Ray Allen to get
1: to that total, and Steph's still in the 700s. Just insane. Insane. Yeah, and shout out to Steph for for what he's doing with the game. I mean, when I was growing up, man, all the kids were running around trying to figure out how to dunk and whatnot. Now you got kids out here practicing their jump shots, and I think that's a beautiful thing for the future of the game all around. So kudos to him. Congratulations. And, yeah, he's a great player. Shout out Steph Curry. Yes, sir. Uh, last but certainly not least, actually, yes, certainly least because he he just uh, vacated his residency here at the Cranber compound. But I'm hearing that uh, all of a sudden the Lakers and the Knicks are in discussions for possibly or being possible landing spots for Ben Simmons. I don't know how we make that happen because I don't know what either of those teams has to give up, considering that the Sixers want a top 30 player back in return for Ben. But I think uh, overall, I think the Lakers would probably be the best destination for him. He's with clutch management, which is LeBron and his guys. That's their their management team, their agency. Plus, he kind of looks at LeBron kind of a mentor. I think that would be a good place for him because he's a guy, I hate to say this, but he needs to be coddled a little bit. He's got to be rebuilt. That's why we invited him down here to the compound, man, to kind of get his confidence back up. So you got to put your arm around him what better guy to learn from than LeBron? And their skill sets are similar as well. This guy can do a little bit of everything on the court. And he still has he's still young, and he's got the ability and the talent to one day be the best player in the league. Well, I mean, he was an all-defensive
0: first-team player last year, right? Let's not pretend like his defense has still not been amazing since he's been in the league. Playmaker first kind of guy. If he can get a little bit of a jumper, who knows? All he need, He's a jumper away from being... The best player in the league. Yeah, you can go out and say that, maybe. Yeah. But $30, 30 million no jumper is crazy. $30 million no jumper is crazy. I like how you
1: say that, though. That's good. That's <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> like, but, I mean, he doesn't even need a jumper, just the, the willingness to shoot a jumper. Let's start right. there. Then right. we work on getting it you know, consistent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got any more quick hits, Chris? That's all I got, brother. That was perfect. Killed it. Now, Chris, I, I'll get to mine right here. Are you a hockey fan, Chris?
1: Not really. I mean, I I, am, watch, I I love playoff hockey, but I don't always get to watch it as much as I would like.
0: I'm a terrible hockey fan.
1: I, am, uh, I actually
0: really am not a hockey fan, but I told Dave because he is a hockey fan that I would get into hockey this year. So I always, for my quick hit, I am a Seattle Kraken fan this year. That is, I I figured my first year as fandom, I'm going to go to the team that just started because Milwaukee doesn't have a team. I'm not going to root for a Chicago team. The wild are good, I guess, but, and the red wings are basic. So I just went, let's go all the way with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, And they suck, Chris. They are not good. (laughs) They're nine 15 and three right now. Second worst in the Western division. I don't know a single player on their team. I just read their standings every week and pretend like I'm a fan in front of Dave. So that's kind of how I do it for my quick hit. It's a tradition right now, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. I just need some merch or something. I got to pretend, I got to really lean into it. And, uh, but I, that's my, that's my extent of hockey knowledge right there. The Seattle Kraken nine, 15 and three right now. That's my first quick hit. Next one. I got to say, I um, sure know how to pick them. Don't you? Right. Just was the worst one I could have done, but I'm stuck for life now. I'm stuck for life. Next. Uh, I saw a commercial this weekend, Chris, the fucking Olympics are like in two months.
1: Yeah. The winter. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. Didn't even remember that the win. I obviously then I do the math in my head like, Oh shit. Yeah. 2022 was lands on that four right there. (laughs) Like, yeah, that they are. Uh, what's your favorite winter Olympic sport? And, Tell me why it's not as good as the Summer Olympics, because no one likes the Winter Olympics compared to the Summer Olympics. No, because the
1: the games are whack. Nobody gives a shit about most of these uh, sports, man. Nobody. But I do like the speed skating. That's exciting. I like the, the, uh, the bobsledding and um, curling. I'm oddly fascinated by curling. Wisconsin had the gold medalists for curling last
0: year or the 2018 Matt Hamilton and Becky Hamilton uh when asked if uh how he did his preparation he said 30 minutes at lunch every day that's how he got his gold medal in curling so uh that's all it takes Chris if you're ever interested
1: that's funny that you brought that up, man, because that's been a joke for me for like 15 years. I said that one day I was going to go out and I was going to become one of the best curlers in the United States, because how hard could it possibly be to yeah, become no, one serious? of the best that's curlers real quote. in the United States? That's a real States. quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. In the world, not in the United States, in the world. 30 minutes a day. That's it. I'm just, I'm just shooting for the weedy box, Tom. That's all. Right.
0: <laughs> get someone recognized on there. We're always 100 years forward. 100 years forward. We'll get there. And then we're going to move on. This is my last quick hit. Um, How big are you into chess, Chris? Do you ever play chess? Oh, yeah. I love chess. Yeah. I mean, I know how the pieces move. And I mean, I could, (laughs) I could like, kind of like, I could pretend, I could look like I know how to play chess, but I'm not, I I don't know the strategies behind it and the math equations that go into it. But uh, this one comes from Ian Nepp. i'm gonna butcher the hell out of that name i think he's a russian chess grandmaster and actually this porn actress who i've never heard of either who is mia nika 69 real original porn actress name probably (laughs) some sort of uh tagline or i wanted to say gamer tag but what do you call username that's what i was trying to go with okay um she actually became a big fan of chess with this ian guy and promised him a night with her if he wins the world championship in chess and the world championship was this last week and he lost in the championship round Ooh. Ian the nanakitakiti with did not did not able not able to close it out lost to another uh, grandmaster who is compared to the Michael Jordan of chess Magnus Carlson which that just sounds like he fucks at chess right there like if oh, he's yeah. oh yeah Magnus yeah. Carlson yeah. right there yeah <laughs> oh yeah he's not he's, fucking he's, around
1: no uh, what, what's, but, what's her name again I'm going to look uh, her up. M I H, A, N
0: I K A, sixty nine. She's Shout not very. She's not like your. Uh... She's a Russian porn star. She's got a. She's got there's, a little bit of a look.
1: There's a million things I could say right now, and I shouldn't say any of them. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. I just
0: thought it was brutal for Ian. You know, he had to have that in his head all match long. I mean, the, if he won that, he was getting a free night with a Russian porn star. Maybe she's a big Russian porn star. I don't know how the porn is game is over there, but is it, it's anything is it like over here?
1: Is it sixty-nine tits or just sixty-nine? Um, as far as I'm concerned, I only see sixty-nine. Well, I know who's not seeing sixty-nine. Poor Ian.
0: a brutal brutal performance way to choke it too uh apparently he lost seven and a half to three and a half how do you is it a draw that's what they do i guess because like they're just gonna keep moving the pieces i don't know i don't get chess i don't get it uh that's it that's gonna wrap it up though for this episode you got anything else you want to Finish it off with Chris beforehand. I, I'll, I'll I'll get you get I'll get you out there to plug your stuff and whatever too. Go ahead, do that maybe in there. But any closing remarks? Anything
1: you want to get off your chest? Tom, thanks for having me back on, man. I really do appreciate it. I always have fun every time I come on. It was great that we didn't have to get burdened by that cumbersome Dave. He didn't drag us down with his total curmudgeon. I so, mean, just yeah, the,
0: yeah. the the buzzkill that he is. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming on and. Uh, We'll definitely keep you in the loop uh, to come on somewhere in the future. We have a big ideas uh, for the upcoming episodes of down the wire. um, And we want to get more people involved actively on here and get some people on to help, you know, divvy up some uh, thoughts and takes and all this great stuff that other people have to say, even though we we try to be right
1: 100 percent of the time. But we can't do that always. So thank you again for coming on, Chris. Plug your shit. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Anytime you need me, man, just throw up the plat signal. I answer about 75% of the time to that, but that's only 50/50. Um I you can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt. Uh, my face and voice is all over the chair shot. Uh, we do three-man weave. It's myself, the commissioner, PC Tutty, and Ray Cash that debuts every Thursday on Chair Shot Radio Network as well as DWI, which debuts every Friday on Chair Shot Radio Network. And make sure y'all support the movement known as the Chair Shot by going to ProRustlingTees.com forward slash shot. Make sure you pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. You'll be doing a lot of good. It's the holiday season. Is the season for giving so why don't you give back to your favorite website for reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude again that's pro dot forward slash the chair shot please and thank you thank you and please
0: all right chris now i'm gonna do the outro so the way the outro works is i'm gonna say the name of all the places where you can download us and then i finish it off with the chair shot.com when i say the chair shot.com dave usually adds in some sort of like little bit uh like a lull to be summarized maybe of what we just talked about in quick hits or something like that. It's a one second, two second kind of phrase just to maybe get some appeal. And then I say peace episode ends. All right, we'll try it out right here. Let's see if you can hit it because Dave wants you to do this too. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you guys check us out on Spotify podcasts. Every Get Your Podcast, Podbean, GarageBand, I don't fucking know. And of course, you can always check us out on TheChairShot.com.
1: Hey, man, if you happen to be anywhere in the Russia area and you see my man Ian out and about, buy the man of vodka. That's the least you could do. You saw how bad he fumbled the bag. He was about to get buns for the first time in his life because Grandmaster and Pussy Magnet don't go in the same sentence so he's devastated right now i guarantee you my man ian is devastated so buy him some vodka on you all right <laughs> peace i'm a rock star in this prime if i take too many
0: perks then i won't die don't make no sense to <laughs> if i take too many perks then i won't die if i drink too much to deserve then i won't fly A rock star in his pride.